0: welcome to igniting change finding your fire a weekly podcast with nina kuri an ayurvedic practitioner and spiritual teacher who brings the ancient time-tested wisdom of ayurveda in this time of great upheaval and global ascension to inspire you to the next level of your spiritual evolution she will discuss all topics related to your physical mental emotional and spiritual health are you ready to be free of all suffering and soar to your hearts calling hello everyone happy Thursday I'm Ina Puri so the today's topic uh, what came to my mind was to talk about the energy as we continue to see an uprise in emotional illness, as we continue to see the conversations are happening, which is wonderful, around mental illness. And so I just wanted to offer my perspective on our mental and emotional wellness. I'd rather talk about wellness than illness. And how the answers are actually closer than we think. So I'm going to start off with just, um, you know, how I was feeling this morning. And many of you possibly can relate. So, you know, I'm sure you've had days where you wake up, you either have too much to do or whatever you had started, you you have done you're not seeing the momentum or the it's not it's not moving it's not going any place yet so it can leave you at the same time directionless. well what do i do now i've done this this and this i've done everything i possibly can and nothing is happening um And you know, the truth is, it doesn't matter how enlightened we may be, we are affected by others, and we affect others. The reason for that is that we are never completely done being the enlightened one, because if we were to get that stage, we're going to leave the body. So as long as we are in the body, we are going to accumulate energies around us. We're going to be affected by the energy of those we interact with. We're going to be affected by the energies of what we do, how we do it, what we eat, how we live. We are going to be affected. And because we are in the dense human body, we have a heart that can guide and lead us. But we also have a head, which is logical, which is uh, more governed by the ego, and it's needed. The problem becomes when the heart and the head are not integrated. And, um, you know, the truth is the mind, the ego is very, very strong. So I'm not one of those spiritual teachers that tells you get rid of the ego. You cannot get rid of the ego. You need it. Otherwise, you can't play your role in this world. But it's really about... Having directing the ego rather than the ego running amok. So, on days, on time, at times when you feel all over the place, when you get the sense that nothing is working, you feel discouraged, doubtful, questioning. And then the fear seeps in, well, what if, well, what if, what if? To feel this way, first of all, um, is a normal thing. Every single person on this planet is going to feel that from time to time. Some more than others, some less than others, you know, et cetera, et cetera. I felt that this morning. So... And it's just so appropriate for the topic that I'm going to bring to your attention and awareness. It's It must be, because I must be needing to share this in this way. Uh, hence a reason for me to be feeling my energy was a little scattered. I had doubt. I questioned. And I'm wondering what's next. What if, what if, et cetera, et cetera. So... What we tend to do when we feel that, we get so involved in it. This is what I mean by that. It's that we actually begin to believe everything the mind is telling us. So jokingly, I told you know one of my clients is that, we all have neurosis. The problem is when we begin to believe our own neurosis when we actually begin to believe the mind, which is all kind of made up fear-based dialogue that happens. So if we were to go to that place, and very quickly you can go downward spiraling because, you know, the arguments created by the mind are so logical, they seem to be true logic is not actually the real thing, right? So so they're so logical that they're so believable. So you begin to believe them. But, you know, our life runs, we may think it, it operates from a place of logic, but it really operates from a much subtler, much more profound and a source of intelligence a source of uh, the the information it runs from consciousness something much larger than our thoughts so believing our own neurosis will get us stuck and hence we reinforce and rebelieve our own beliefs um We can also, you know, very quickly get moving in the process of fixing it, right? Because as human beings, we want to fix things. We all want to fix things. We all want to control things because um, when you look at the external world, when you look at your lives, sometimes they are out of control. So there's that, that the insecurity that um, things are not gonna go as planned. I'm not gonna get where I wanna get to, or this is not gonna happen the way I planned. There's that fear, that security that makes us want to control. But if I only if I did this, this, and this, only if I handle it this way, I'll be able to predict the outcome and I'll be able to control it. It's a, just a natural thing. But the truth is, it actually gets us more stuck in our own neurosis and it doesn't get us anywhere. Okay, so when we want to fix something, for example, you know, anxiety is is a is the whole world has an anxiety disorder if you want to call it that. It's not just your anxiety; you're feeling the anxiety of the world because there's you know there's a lot of changes. Things are changing really fast. Information is coming at us at the speed of light. It really takes conscious effort for us to step back and be able to see and think clearly. And most of us will fall into the trap of fixing things. Fixing things. So when we are talking about fixing things, we are fixing it with our head. The same place that caused the perceived problems to begin with. So we can't fix problems from the same place that they came from. So for that reason, when we talk about you know psychology or talk therapy, it's wonderful for many, many disorders. Everything is useful for somebody. Everything has a purpose and a benefit. Um, but there's limitations to many things as well. So when we are doing engaging in things like talk therapy, um, we are, you know, trying to conceptualize it or trying to understand it, which is important, but it necessarily does not solve the predicament that we are in. um so talk therapy is not necessarily you know sitting in the psychiatrist's office and talking talk therapy can be talking to a friend i'm feeling this way i'm feeling that way i'm feeling this way and they join in and there we are we're just whirling in our head so we have to go to a different place we have to go beyond the head Well, the next thing that, you know, easily accessible is our body. And so learning how to direct our thoughts, direct our attention rather to the body can spare the swirling, twirling thoughts that go into our head, can spare us from it. So I'll tell you what I did. This morning when I was, you know, getting when I was getting the sense of like a little discouragement or what do I do next? How come things are not moving at the speed I like them to move? Um, So my go to always is to take a pause. Sit down. I sit down with my lemon water, close my eyes. And I just pause and I tune inward so I can sense what it is that I'm experiencing. I can sense the energy of the day and what am I asked to do? And... When you sit down, take a pause, do a, you know, five-minute meditation on checking in, directing your awareness to the body. It can guide you as to where it is that you are feeling what you are feeling. So can you feel the sensations in the throat? Is it in the head? Is it in the heart? Is it in your Gut, is it in your legs, knees, feet? And because the truth is, when we are thinking things, the thoughts and the energy of the thoughts and emotions are coming in, your physical tissues take a hit from it. So the, the hit from it is what is causing the physical sensations. And actually I'm gonna detour just for a bit. It's this constant hit that our body takes from our mental and emotional upheaval that causes the inner, the internal contraction and can actually, actually not actually, it leads to physical issues. I've seen issues with low back pain Uh, hip problems, knee problems. So it begins to show in the body. So the emotions and thoughts are not just energy, it lands on the tissues. The body takes the continuous hit from that energy, from that impulse, the body registers it. And when that happens on a chronic basis, long-term basis, we're going to end up with physical issues that are more that we can really see. I mean, we cannot ignore, you know, back pain when we can't sit up straight. We can't ignore knee pain or hip pain because it'll remind you in everything that you do. So the point of noticing where it is you are feeling what you're feeling is tuning into that area, placing your hand there and just simply breathe. Breathe into that area. So don't worry about how is the breath going to get there. You set the intention of the breath to go into that area, which is feeling heaviness or the sensations that you're feeling. So the breath is going to disperse the energy. You can give it a try. So when you just when you breathe, even for a minute or two minutes, you'll begin to notice the energy is beginning to disperse, or the intensity, or whatever it is that you are you are feeling in that area in the body, it gets less intense. So the breath will move the energy. Simple as that. So when the energy moves, all of a sudden your mood changes, you feel a little bit better, right? And So when you feel a little bit better, you can think straight and ask the larger, the bigger question as to what is this? Why am I feeling this way? What is this bringing up for me? Um, Have I felt this before? Is this a familiar feeling that I have felt before? And the answer is going to be yes, because that's exactly why you are feeling this way today so it can pull out or reveal what's already is in your psyche, so you can then heal it. So, um, so I'm trying to gather my thoughts because this is such a it's you know it's an endless topic. So. So feeling where these where you're feeling it in the body, breathing through it, and will disperse the energy. Another thing that disperses the energy is chanting, which I did. Any mantra chanting loudly, because a sound will break up the energy. Okay. Another thing to do is go for a walk. Moving the body will move the energy. I didn't go for a walk, but I lifted weights. I did 10 minutes upper body weight. It not only redirects your thought. I mean, it's hard to be anxious and trying to lift a weight that's really hard to lift at the same time. Your attention goes to the physicality of what you have to do. So you are redirecting the mind when you engage in something different. Consciously, you're engaging in something different or going for a walk. Um, you know, stretching, just gentle yoga, stretching, moving, moving the body in any way is going to be hugely beneficial to get us out of the head. So I've often said that body is the best medicine for the mind. Use the body, save your mind. What we tend to do, we keep fighting with the mind. The mind fights with the mind. We just kind of live up here. It can't get us anywhere. So, and herein, it leads me to what I just kind of wanted to briefly share with you is the energetic system in the body. So when I talk about whatever it is you're feeling, where you're feeling it located in the body, that's the chakra chakra system that I'm alluding to. So in the human body, there are seven chakras. These are energetic junction points which Western medicine sees it only as glandular junctions, just tissues and mass. But Ayurveda goes deeper than the body, it's into the deeper intelligence of the body, the energy of it. So the seven chakras are three below the heart, three above the heart. And it's always a good idea to ask, where is that thought? living in your body so when I taught the high school kids they were so you know clean slate and I would ask questions like you know you you wake up in the morning you come to class and you fail the task that you thought you were going to ace what do you feel where do you feel it you got a, a rejection letter or your mother found out that you skipped school what are you going to what are you feeling where are you going to feel it when you ask the question, where are you going to feel it, you just naturally move into the body because it's it's landing somewhere in the body. So the below the heart, the three chakras have to do with our sense of stability, security, emotions, and our sense of making it in the world. And the unfortunate truth is many of us are stuck below the heart. We're stuck in the day-to-day struggles of fear, anxiety, emotional dramas, relationship conflicts, and we're feeling not good enough. We're questioning if we can survive in this crazy world, um, the lack of self-esteem. So when we begin to, and so that's below the heart. Above the heart is your ability to speak, to create your world, throat chakra, your ability to see beyond what's visible to the eyes, and then your connection with that which is larger than you. So the point is, the evolution is, of humanity, is for us to move Uh, from the lower chakras into the higher chakras. But before we even move there, it's not that we just stay stuck open. We're just, you know, I'm just an intuitive and I'm connected to the higher realms, but you're not grounded in reality. You're not grounded in your physicality you don't feel grounded. You you know, I've meet many clients who are just stuck open, especially many people in the yoga and the and the spiritual realms, they're like, oh, I'm so open. But they're you know like the air, like the wind all over the place. So we get grounded into the lower chakras and we slowly, slowly move up. Heart being in the middle is the healing space or is a merging place for the higher chakras and the lower chakras where all becomes one in the one flow of love. That's the heart chakra. So, you know, when we are looking at so many mental challenges that many of us are experiencing, Simply connecting what you're feeling to the body and working with the body, working to breathe through their spaces. And another thing that I do is it's just a simple chakra meditation, which is when we talk about energy, we talk about consciousness is light. So visualizing light and Imagining it filling up your first chakra, and you continue to expand the light, I suppose in your root chakra when you're breathing, and it'll begin to feel really good. When you do that, you may notice your hips and your legs get settled. I'll record a chakra meditation actually. Um, few meditations I have to record, that'll be one of them. And then you slowly pull the light up into the second chakra and allow the light to fill that space. Third chakra, fourth, fifth, sixth, and seventh. You can hang out in each chakra as long as you like because you'll notice, oh, this feels really good. I really like being here, all of a sudden your energy is lifted, your mood is lifted and you feel better. So this is a way to step away from our predicaments, from our anxiety, from our chaotic thoughts and feelings, and to see it for what it is and not actually believe it and and not try to solve these issues from the head. We can't solve mental problems from the mind. We have to go to a different place. So, um, and imagine if you know two people are living together. They wake up in the morning. They're both feeling the same way. <laughs> it's not good. That's not a good idea. That's not a good thing, and and that happens more often than we think, and and the truth is, you know, you you, you can very easily um, connect with others. When you talk about, it, you call a friend. You know, I've been feeling this way, and they'll tell you, yeah, I'm feeling the same way, because it is true. It's not just your own separate individual feeling. We're not living on an island boxed away from others. Energy cannot be compartmentalized. We sense the energy. We are energetic beings. And that's why it's a good idea in the morning to take a pause. When things go chaotic in the head, do nothing. Take a pause. Sit down. Close your eyes. Breathe. It's simple. The answers actually are much simpler than we think. It's just that we're used to looking for complex answers. The answers are simpler. So that brings me to, uh, which I wanted to share with you, brings me to this amazing opportunity that you have next Tuesday at noon Uh, By the way, all of this that I'm talking about, it is Ayurveda. Ayurveda is not just herbs. So this whole Ayurvedic physiology, the anatomy, the chakra, the energy, consciousness. This is all Ayurveda. So here's an opportunity I'd like to invite you next Tuesday at noon EST. I'm doing a free webinar on Ayurveda, answers to mind, body, and soul. Um, I will put the link here below the video that you can click. You have to register to join. Even if you think you can't make that time, join anyways, register anyways so you can get the recording. I'll send the recording to those who have registered. And in the world where there's so much information coming at us where we, you know when it comes to even holistic health there's just the field is so full and so many different modalities so it's it can be rather overwhelming and confusing and the truth is we're integrated whole being so i don't you know say i'm going to take care of my body today Next week, I'll take care of my mind. And tomorrow, I'll take care of my soul. It doesn't work like that. We're not fragmented. So that, you know, when we are, and I talk about consciousness. Consciousness is not something that's out there. Consciousness is within us. We cultivate a higher level of consciousness by teasing it out of us, by practicing by meditations, by reflections, by asking the bigger questions. So in that place of higher consciousness, when we experience it, we can't help but infuse it into our living, our working, our eating, our interacting with others. When the consciousness is in fused in every action that we take that action is good for the mind good for the body good for the soul when you meditate yes it's great for your mind it's great for your body because that reduces the cortisol levels go down your nervous system relaxes your body relaxes it's good for the soul because everything that was coming in the way of you connecting with your soul is no longer there because you cleared it up by pausing, by sitting, so the thoughts can come and go, and you can clear it up. So Ayurveda is, is I feel, is the can be the answer for so many people who are struggling to attain their best health and they're struggling to heal. So that's what this webinar is going to be about. I'm going to share with you how Ayurveda can you can be the answer, and I will have another opportunity at the end of the webinar for you to look into. So be sure to sign up and register for the webinar. It's next Tuesday, I'm gonna post the link below. And um, what else? Oh, and if you have not, if you wanna start on Ayurveda, so then my first book, Healing Your Relationship with Food, many of my clients call it the mini Ayurveda. So my forte is always going deeper than the body, than the food. So there's a lot of, you know, the emotional issues that we have surrounding food. I start with that, but then I present to you why Ayurveda can help you solve that problem. So there's a big chunk of the book that's on Ayurveda. So many clients call it the mini Bible of Ayurveda. So if you're looking to understand what Ayurveda is, I really put it in layman's terms so you can understand it. So get a copy of that book. It's on Amazon. It's also on my website. I'll post a link also. And my second book, when I continue to talk about, you know, I talked about healing in the heart. The second book that I wrote is Wake Up and Heal. It is about healing. It is about integrating all of our emotional and mental chaos and upheaval, and how to transform that into the higher vibration of love into the heart to heal the emotions. So I'll post both links below the video. If you like this video, uh, please click like, and if you like to subscribe to my channel, I do a podcast every Thursday. I do many other topics as well in between. Uh, Subscribe to my channel if you like this kind of stuff and be sure to share. Uh, Let me know in the comments if this was useful. What was the one thing that you took away? How are you feeling today? How do you handle when you wake up in the morning when your energy is chaotic? How do you deal with it? I would love to hear. Thank you so much. And I look forward to seeing you at the next week and be well. Thank you for listening to Igniting Change, Finding Your Fire. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to hit the like and subscribe button. And we look forward to being with you next week.